Well, praise the Lord, and it's so good to be with you all. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Johnny Bojwani. I'm here in Waco, uh, and I'm a professor in the business school at Baylor University. Uh, I enjoy very much spending time with you guys in College Station, and uh, in one sense, I, I do miss Zoom because we used to have uh, times together between Baylor and uh, A&M, and we'd have some meetings online together. That was fun. So anyway, we're looking so forward to seeing you all at the college conference in two weeks. Uh, I hope you all have signed up. I know Graham signed up because he signed up with Waco. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I hope you all would sign up and come here. We would love to have you. We'd love to, you know, um, show you around and enjoy the Lord with you. So we're going to get, we're in Christ in the Psalms. Uh, can we all read the title together? Ready, go. Christ in the Psalms, God recovering the earth. Amen. Um, I think on your outline, you may have some uh, blanks there. Um, now we're going to see if we can kind of figure out what is missing on those points. So point one, uh, how about we have the brothers read it uh, and try to fill in the blank. What is the blank? All right, brothers, go. God is a legal right for right <laughs> What was the response? I think I heard some responses. Earth. The earth, very good. God has a legal right over the earth. It's kind of in the title, so it's hard to miss, right? Because we're talking about God recovering the earth. So the main part of these group of psalms is the earth. God wants to reclaim the earth. Uh, I have to tell you, these psalms are so rich. Um, and what I enjoyed, there were some key phrases, actually. They're quite, there's some key phrases in these psalms that you can't just read. You have to really enjoy it. And you have to, quote, juice them. The way you juice them is you pray over it. Or you have, at least you can declare it out loud. Uh, so this is not, hopefully not a, just a one-sided session where I speak and you listen, but I want to get you involved as well. So how about the sisters, if you all could read Psalms 93, 1 and 2. Ready, go. Indeed, the world has been established. You will not be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from eternity. Amen. What a wonderful verse, right? But you know what I've got stuck on? There's just the first two uh, words. Jehovah reigns. How about we all declare that? Jehovah, Jehovah reigns. Hallelujah. Now I want you to look to the person to your right and say, Jehovah reigns in you. Oh, you. All right. Praise the Lord. This is a promise. He reigns. He will reign in us. Hallelujah for uh, Jehovah reigns. Never forget. Never forget that Jehovah is reigning. Uh, even if it doesn't look like it or, quote, feels like it, he is still on the throne. Um, so a lot of times our circumstances, we feel, where's God? Where's God? Why is he not in the situation. Actually, he's in every situation, but we may not know exactly what he is doing, but whenever you feel like he's not in control, 
I would ask you to turn to the psalm and just pray over these first two verses. Jehovah reigns, these first two words, Jehovah reigns. And you just tell the Lord, Lord, thank you. You are still on the throne, even in this situation. We can't forget that, right? Because he created the earth and everything here. All right, how about brothers? Let's read Psalms 94, 1 through 3. Oh, oh God of vengeance, oh Jehovah, oh God of vengeance, shine forth. Lift yourself up, oh judge of the earth. Render the reward upon the proud. How long, oh Jehovah, will the wicked, how long will the wicked exult? Amen. You know, you know, this part, Psalms, uh, how long, O Jehovah, will the wicked reign? Uh, this should be a cry that we have to the Lord continually, because we see the situation in the world today, um, and we should naturally have this response. And many of you may already do. I know I have this response in my times with the Lord. Lord, how long? How long will this wickedness go on? Um, you know, you may be disappointed, maybe you're frustrated, you, 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 maybe you even get mad, or, or even as strong as being enraged uh, with the world situation. So the question is, what do we, what do, we do with that, right? Uh, first and foremost, you know, some of us may have the feeling, well, maybe we should protest, right? Maybe we should uh, join this organization, that organization to express our feelings. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, for sure, we, we shouldn't be part of anything that could cause harm to others, right? We don't want to be, be that, that way because that's not what we're called to be as Christians. But, you know, from experience and from different ones that have, have done that in the past, we realize that not a whole lot actually changes. Because why? Why does that change? Because you have to realize there's a ruler of this world, right? And for now, for now, he has control. But also, we should not give up, right? What should we do? We should cry out to the Lord, right? We should, pr we should pray this. How long, O Jehovah, will the wicked reign? Lord, you have to come back. Lord, you have to end this age. Lord, you have to establish your righteousness. The more each one of us would pray like this, the more the Lord would, uh, would be forced even to come back. So don't give up. Uh, but also, we don't want to waste our time, right? Our time is precious. So while there's nothing wrong with going out there and doing, you know, protesting and this and that, but effectively, how much will change? Not a whole lot, because there's still a ruler in this world, right? Uh, the ruler of this world has control for now. And let me just read you a verse, Luke 4, uh, verse 5 and 6. Uh, this is the devil talking to Jesus, and he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the inhabited earth in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, to you, I will give all the authority and their glory, because to me, it has been delivered and to whoever I want to give it. So Satan can give it to whoever he wants to give it to. So the people who are ruling over the world today are under Satan's control, right? And seemingly, it's a lost cause, but actually... We have to remember the first verse that we read, Jehovah reigns, right? Nothing passes, uh, nothing happens on the earth without God's permission, right? So it may seem like it's dark, but actually the Lord knows what he's doing. Um, and then the other verse is John 12, 31. 
Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the ruler of this world be cast out. Satan is the ruler of this world. We actually see, have to see what is behind the scenes. Who is the one behind the curtain controlling everything? Actually, that's Satan. You may, you may think it's so-and-so president, it's so-and-so person. Actually, it's, it's Satan is kind of scheming to try to do what? To try to delay things as much as he can because his destiny is a lake of fire, right? So as much as he wants, he wants to try to control things so that uh, his end is, doesn't come near. Um, so we, what do we need to do? We need to beseech the one who is the only one who could defeat Satan, right? Christ defeated Satan at the cross, right? So he is the only one who can do something about it. Uh, it's like Satan is a bully in the schoolyard, and we're the, the weak one. And he constantly is just maybe uh, taking advantage of us, beating us. But I'll tell you what, if someone like an authority figure comes in as a, like a teacher or the principal, immediately the bully is like, you know, they have to, he reacts and he stops, right? So we have to beseech the one who has the authority, who is Christ, right? John 14, uh, 30 says, I will no longer speak much with you for the ruler of this world is coming. And in me, he has nothing. Hallelujah. He has nothing. And then Hebrews 2, 14 says, since therefore the children shared in blood and flesh, he also himself in like manner partook of the same, that through death he might destroy him who has the might of death, that is the devil. He can destroy the devil, right? In fact, he did on the cross. We just have to execute it. Anyway, so we have to beseech the Lord, who is the only one who can defeat the one who is ruling on the earth today. All right. So let's move on to Psalms 95. Brother, uh, I think it's sisters. Could sisters read Psalms 95? Jehovah is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Amen. Amen. So we see that God cares for the earth very much, right? He created it with all his glory for man to enjoy it. Uh, he didn't create it for us to destroy it, right? He created it in, in, a, in a way that would be pleasant to man. Uh, so he has legal right over it because he's the creator. These verses clearly show that he's a, he's a creator. So how do, what is our perspective on the earth today? Should we be uh, environmentalists, or should we be, I don't, maybe, you, I don't know if you've heard of this word, but I looked it up, anthropocentric, anthropocentric, do you guys know what that means? No. <laughs> it's someone who is maybe the opposite of an environmentalist, it's someone who cares that for humans only, we rule and reign on the earth, so we can destroy and do whatever we want, you know, we're the we, we don't we don't really shouldn't care for the environment so much we just do whatever we want uh so which one should we be actually we should be for the lord right uh the lord was very proper in his human affairs he paid taxes uh when he resurrected he just he didn't just fly out of the tomb you know he actually folded his clothes neatly and put it there so he was a proper human being took care of his responsibilities right so we should be the same i mean does that mean I don't recycle or just do whatever? Or does it mean I'm, I, I kind of force my opinion on others? Actually, we shouldn't be neither. We should realize that 
the Lord loves the earth and we need to take care of it in you know the way the Lord has given us the responsibility to do so. But it doesn't mean that we should be extreme. And for sure, we should be pushing it onto others, right? If we have a certain feeling, we take it to the Lord. Uh, anyway, the Lord loves the earth and he wants to recover the earth. And he can only do that through Christ and even more uh, uh, specifically through us. All right, uh, brothers, how about we read Psalms 98.9? Jehovah, he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Such an encouraging verse. Such an encouraging verse. Uh, he is coming. Praise Amen. the Lord. He is coming. Amen. If you are disappointed or you know, distressed, just pray these three words. He is coming. All right, I want you to look to the person to the left of you and say, he is coming. He is coming. He is coming. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We need to encourage one another, right? He is coming. He is going to, not only is he coming, he's coming to judge the earth and he will establish his righteousness and equality even. Uh, actually, the, the situation in the world today, there's no justice. There's no equality, right? Anywhere. Um, I, I grew up, I personally, I grew up, I was born and raised in West Africa. And my parents are from India. So I've seen the situation in India. I've seen the situation in Africa. I've seen, you know, uh, poor kids on the street begging for money, holding their infant uh, sister or brother and just looking for handouts, you know. Uh, but I've also been to Europe and I've been to the U.S. and I live in the U.S. And actually, the situation is not different. It's just different in, you know what I mean, because you've got poverty and injustice there, a lot of corruption in third world countries. But actually, in the U.S. too, there's injustice and equality and it just in, it takes a different form. But really, on the earth today, there's no justice. There's no equality. Right. We are just uh, in this situation. Why? Because the ruler of this earth is still trying to control the situation. But we have to remember he is coming. Hallelujah. When the when Satan troubles us, uh, he gets us down. We just need to respond to Satan in this with this verse. Jehovah is coming. Watch out, Satan. Your end is near. Your rule is about to, to end. You are going to stop reigning. Praise the Lord. Uh, anyway, when, when he returns, he will love justice and love equity. He will reign with righteousness and faithfulness. And everything will be joyful. We'll be rejoicing and we'll be singing praises to him. The whole earth will. Hallelujah. All right, let's move on to the next Roman rule. How about uh, we, um, do, do we have any guesses? Can we, can we get some guesses from the students uh, about what would be the, Fill in the blank that God recovering the earth through blank. Through Jesus. what? Through Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So let's read that together and let's say, uh, how about we say Christ? God. Okay. Ready? Go. God, God recovering the earth through Christ. Hallelujah. He is recovering the earth through Christ. Uh, I believe it's the sisters. Can we get the sisters to read Hebrews 2 5? It was not to angels that he subjected the coming inhabited earth. Amen. Amen. 
Um, how, do we have any uh, freshmen or sophomores in the crowd? Freshmen, sophomores? Okay. How about the freshmen and sophomores read Hebrews 2, 7 through 9? You have made him a little inferior to the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and have set him over the works of your hands. You have subjected all things under his feet. For in subjecting all things to him, he left nothing unsubject to him. But now we do not yet see all things subjected to him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little inferior to the angels because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. Amen. Uh, I forgot to mention, we should be underlining, underlining some of these key parts of these verses, like Jehovah reigns, uh, like he is coming. These are things that we should uh, that should stick out to us when we uh, review this message or considering it. In Hebrews two seven through nine, we should underline: "You have subjected all things under His feet." Uh, and another one that I like is the beginning of verse nine that says, "But we see Jesus." Amen. Hallelujah! So we have to recognize from God's point of view, He has subjected all things under His feet. He has subjected all things under his feet. Uh, you know, when you are again down and out, what you need to do is you need to see Jesus uh, turn away from everything else, you know, looking away unto Jesus, right? Uh, these are some key phrases that are worth praying over, uh, especially when you are frustrated with the situation in the world today and, and you feel like, I want to do something. I really want to do something about this situation. That's when you need to turn to the Lord and say, I see Jesus. Jesus is on the throne, right? Um, th this matter of the subjecting has, has been declared. The Lord has said he has subjected it. So from God's point of view, he has subjected all things. But in reality, we, we see that not everything is subject yet. But actually, the subject, uh, so subjecting starts with who? It starts with you and it starts with me, right? The question is, and I want you guys to write down this question, am I subject to the Lord? Am I subject to the Lord? You have to ask yourself this question and even pray over it. Lord, am I subject to you? The Lord himself was subject. You know, in Luke 2, um, I like these verses in Luke 2. Uh, this is when he was left back in the, um, when they went to the feast. Uh, anyway, they were worried about him and they found him and he was going back home. And it says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Talking about his parents, Christ was subject to his parents. The God of this universe who created all things, who created the DNA that was his parents, uh, he was, he subjected himself to his parents. Now that is a subjecting life, you know. Uh, I, I don't think I would be subject to my daughter even, but he was subject to his parents. How about that? And guess what? This one who was subject, the subjecting one, is living inside you. Amen. So the, the subjecting life who has the power to subject himself is in your mingled spirit. Hallelujah. Uh, right? So 
you don't have to you you can't subject yourself uh to the lord but he can so if we turn to our spirit touch him in our spirit then automatically we are just subject to him we're subject to him actually all the problems of the world comes from what defiance it's the opposite of subjection like defiance to god people defy god right not not even unbelievers christians christians why because we live to ourselves the lord wants to rule and reign in us but no i won't i won't let him rule and reign right um if, if actually christians all over the earth if they were subject to the christ in them god would have the expression the representation and the authority on the earth today if if all of us were just subject to the lord's life in us god will rule and reign no no problem this is why the lord asked us to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven right you've heard the lord's prayer in matthew 6 uh pray we should pray that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven what does that mean well it means that his will is not being done on earth it means that he is not ruling and reigning on the earth today right he is he wants to but he is limited because we don't allow him we are we defy god right so the more subject we are if the subjection starts with us then that subjection will spread throughout the whole throughout the whole earth all right how about we have the uh, uh juniors seniors and grad students read revelation 11 15. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. I want you to uh, underline or highlight, he will. He will. He will. You just tell yourself that again, again. Don't be disappointed with the situation today in the world. You just tell yourself this, and you pray this to the Lord. He will. Hallelujah. He will. Amen. He will reign forever and ever. So we need to not be disappointed. Uh, as Christians, we know the end of the story, right? We know who is coming and we know what will happen. So we, we know and we have to say he will, right? Forget about what you see in the news. Forget about this and that. You just tell yourself that he is coming. He will. He will reign. Actually, in God's eyes, Jehovah reigns, right? That's what we saw in the Psalms. All right, let's move on to the last point. I'm going to finish up here. All right, so Christ reigning over the earth through his blank. All right, so the first part we saw was God wants to reclaim, right, the earth. Well, how is he going to do that? He's going to recover the earth through Christ. Well, when Christ died on the cross and he resurrected, uh, what did he do? Matthew 28, right? He gave who the authority? He said, go therefore, right? So who do you think would be the, what, what should we put in the blank here? Any guesses? Through Overcoming. His... Go ahead. Overcoming. Amen. Yeah. Through his overcoming believers overcoming believers we are not just believers but he needs overcoming believers amen so um how about everybody read revelation 2 26 
Revelation 15 what does it say at the end he will reign forever and ever but revelation 22 says what they will reign forever and ever so he and they he and we we just become one ruling and reigning together this is the end of the bible all right so consider this revelation 2 and 3 are letters to the churches right these are letters to the churches not to unbelievers so why is he writing to the churches asking for overcomers well, as we have seen in church history, the situation in Christianity has been degrading over the last 2,000 years, right from the writing of the Bible, right? Uh, Christianity has kind of maybe morphed a little bit, and so we don't see uh, the church that, we, that was established in the book of Acts. We don't, we don't see that expression today. What we see is division after division. We see all kinds of fighting, all kinds of corruption, all kinds of political agendas. That's what's in Christianity today. So what is the Lord saying? These letters were written to seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3. So within the church, there has to be a group of people that what? Overcome. Overcome. It's not good enough that we're just believers. We have to be overcoming believers because the, the only way for the Lord to gain back the earth is if he has a group of people that are overcomers. Okay, the Lord is looking for him. Uh, and these are they who are subject, subject to the Lord, right? These are they who allow him to rule and reign in them. All right, I have a question for you. I want you guys to write down this question. Has Christ made home in your hearts or is he imprisoned in your spirit? I'll repeat that again, write it down. Has Christ made home in your hearts or is he imprisoned in your spirit? And I want you to consider that. Think about it. What does that mean? Well, the Lord's, when you became a believer, he, uh, he got into your spirit and that's where he lives. But he wants to spread. He wants to occupy your mind, your emotion, your will. That's what he wants to do. He wants to spread. He doesn't want to remain in your spirit. But he will only spread if you let him, right? If you allow him to spread. So in one way, we can entrap him. We can trap him in our spirit. No, Lord, you're not going to spread. I'm not going to give you my mind. I'm not going to give you my emotion. I'm not going to give you my will. Those are my faculties, right? Actually, uh, he wants to make home. He wants to rearrange things. He wants to open up closets. He wants to, you know, redecorate your heart. Well, he can only do so if we are subject to him, right? Um, these are they who do not follow the trend of the world. What are overcomers? We don't follow the trend of the world. And I may have a silly example here, but just consider, we have to ask, when we go shopping, 
and you want you're looking for a scarf do we ask the question lord will this scarf glorify you or will this scarf glorify me right that's a question for you to consider uh everything we do we can forget about the scarf your career your relationship you know uh you're doing this you're doing that your internships your jobs uh lord will this is this for me or is this for you will this glorify god or will this just glorify me even a simple thing as a tie right you may have never considered this but what does it mean for christ to make his home in your heart when you go shopping christ goes shopping with you right when he says no you say amen when he says go you say amen when he says don't go there you say amen when he says i want you to go to the to the ministry meeting to solid ground you say amen i want you to go to the home meeting go say amen i don't want you to do that right now lord you rule and reign that's what it means for him to rule and reign right these are they that have christ as their center and their focus eventually this is what it means to be a normal human being living a normal christian life um but we, we because we don't live to things quote we don't live to things like you know uh, uh, material things or even you know things of our soul but rather we live to christ so it means that we have normal jobs we have normal careers but we don't live to those things i don't live to my home my house i don't live to my car i don't live to uh, my boss i don't live to my career path and this and that i mean there's nothing wrong with having a career of course not but those things don't define us they're not who we are we are we have one view one vision we want to be those overcoming believers that christ wants so that he can rule and reign over the earth if you want the if you want this in wickedness to stop that you see all over the earth the only way is to bring the lord back how does the lord come back it's through his overcoming believers. So it comes down to you and me allowing him uh, to rule and reign in our heart so that he can spread uh, and make his home. And then the Lord would have a testimony of overcomers. And then like uh, Revelation says, when he has that testimony, he will return and he will rule and reign on the earth. His will will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Praise the Lord. Sorry, I went over a little bit, but hallelujah. Jehovah reigns. Amen. Amen. Amen.